Welcome to Ability Beach Talk. We got Sean on, on, on the line here. My, the intro is usually going later, but, <laughs> but um, no yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> Sean, um, it was it's such a blessing to have you on Ability Beach Talk. And, um, yeah, talk about, a little bit about your podcast and what got you started. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so I actually originally started it just as a YouTube. Um, I have kind of a unique transfer um that's just not a lot a lot of people had seen so that's how i kind of just started by well you know i'll share my video and see you know what people think of my transfer and i realized that a lot of people benefited from it um and it could help people so i kind of just started posting other videos like how-to videos how i did you know uh pick stuff up how i eat stuff how i dress how i just kind of how i do all this stuff um and it kind of started gaining some traction and i realized that i was able to help out the community that way um, because I, I've always been sort of, um, I do a lot of stuff with Triumph Foundation, which is a nonprofit here in Southern California, uh-huh. um, where we do, um, peer mentoring and like meeting new injuries. So for me, it was just another outlet to do like, you know, more help with that. And then once COVID hit, um, I had already done a few lives and kind of experimented with the podcast and live talk, but, uh, just never really stuck to it. It was hard to kind of get into a routine. But once COVID, like right when COVID sort of shut down, I decided instead of making videos, maybe I'd try to do some more, you know, just just interactive talk with people since everybody's stuck at home. And uh, that's kind of how the podcast side of it started was just, um, you know, out of COVID. And now we've been going like 70 straight weeks, I think, with. Wow. With, uh, yeah, live stream, which is crazy. <laughs> that's great. Uh, you know, I, I thought initially, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do a, a few of them just to keep us busy for a month or two. Um, right, right, and, yes. But, you know, it gained traction, and it really just uh, was something that I enjoyed and the other people were enjoying, uh, my, my co-hosts I have on there, um, mm-hmm. plus all the guests and stuff, and just, uh, it just really turned into this <laughs> cool interactive community. So it's been just a lot of fun to just keep that going and keep, you know, meeting people in the community. Um, right. I really love the disabled community, you know, uh, I've, I've, mm. I really try to do what I can because I know I struggled for my few years after my, when I got my spinal cord injury. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and I know, and, and initially that's another thing is I initially, you know, only was doing like, Oh, quadriplegic spinal cord injury stuff. Right. And right. Then, yeah. Not even realizing how broad <laughs> our disability community really was like in the beginning. Um, right and that's one thing i've grown to love now too is like meeting all these other people like like you know people with different disabilities and stuff and it's right right yes 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 and i have cerebral palsy and i you know cerebral palsy as you know is a birth injury and um i've been i've been living with it all my my life so i you know i that's what i i I don't know how a spinal cord injury person feels because i not i have i had nothing stripped away i've been been born with a disability so um something nothing was stripped away from me so i i never lost anything you know you know what i'm saying nothing yeah. had, was in a was an adjustment for me ever since birth i've always had to deal with my my situation and I, i've always um <clears throat> you know I've, I've enjoyed every moment i wouldn't trade anything for the world and um you know I, but i give a lot of people with spinal cord injuries a lot of, a lot of credit because they especially the ones that have, you know, uh, persevered so much and, and uh, people like yourself, like Jesse uh, Stranahan, 
uh, like Brianna, Brianna, as you know, yeah. Brianna, um, you know, so, you know, it's just because, because, because they found courage within their own journey to keep on going. And that's what keeps on, Brianna keeps on rolling on, but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but it gives her and yourself courage to keep on keeping on and, and keep on fighting and to keep on fighting for your destiny and your purpose on this planet. And, uh, I think that's a beautiful feeling. And I'm learning so much from you guys and your journey. And, um, like with cerebral palsy, you know, we don't, with a developmental disability, nothing was stripped away from us. We've been dealing with it, dealing with it for our entire, our entire journey and our entire life. So it's a different perspective, but yeah, but we all can learn from each other and help each other. So that's beautiful. I'm right on there with you. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. And that's what, that's, what's great about this community is yeah. There's, Cause I've met a lot of people with cerebral palsy, with MS, with, um, uh, Guillain-Barre disease, like diff, just all, these, right, yes, all yes. these different genetic things that people were born with, maybe onset later in life, different things, you know, like so many different situations. And I said, we're all unique and have stories. And I think anybody like you have just been adapting since birth, but that is not, it's easy, an easy task, you know, like, <laughs> you know. To, so, so like that's right. you know, like we, we've all had our trials and our tribulations and we've kind of persevered and, um i think it's great and i think that's what makes this community so strong is it's made up of a lot of very strong individuals so right right you know. and then we need we need it we need to come together and i i feel like you know tell me if i'm wrong because i think we need to come together and learn from each other and, and really become better advocates i mean we all have our own brand but i think if we come if we collaborate more and become better advocates I think we can do a big, big service for the community on a, on a grand uh, global spectrum and say to raise awareness, to make change with legislation, to bring awareness to things like accessibility in subway systems in New York City and, um, and other places to add uh, at least a ramp to make things uh, travel a little, a little easier for tour tourists. Um, that, that don't live in a particular city that is visiting. And these are the things that, you know, I'm passionate about that I want to change. And I want to change the perception of people with disabilities that have, you know, degrees and have, you know, got, went to get their education, went in debt, and now have earned their opportunity to work in the field. And they get looked over because they roll up in there with a wheelchair and nobody wants to hire them. And I think that should change and that perception should change. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, that, that, that's uh, it's a tough change to make, but hopefully we, you know, we can start making some, well, actually there's been steps made towards it. You know, it's just, it's, it is just hard. Um, and that's actually, so this month is, you know, we got disability pride month and that's actually one of the things I talked about last week on our show was just a like advocacy and inclusion right. in life, like right. in, in everyday life. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's a, you are right. It's a major problem. Uh, like, like you said, yeah. travel, travel, flying. And like, just even um, uh, just with flights and stuff, I have right, several totally. friends over the last month 
three different wheelchairs of friends of mine have been damaged in the last like four or five weeks. I've seen them posting on social wow, media. Wow, yeah. They're fully damaged and having to be yeah. replaced by the airlines. And wow. like, that's, you know, that's great. The airline's going to pay for it. But right. the fact yeah. is, that person's not going to have their wheelchair for like, and if it happened on the way to a trip, like your whole trip is pretty mm-hmm. much ruined at that point. Um, oh, yeah. Stuff like that, oh, we yeah. really need to figure out an address for like, you know, travel is a big thing that we need to get a little bit more inclusive and uh, accessible for us. But, uh, right. Especially, especially when a person, I remember when I went to New York uh, in 2014 and, and the, the airlines kind of, you know, bent, bent some of my wheelchair and um, they had to come and fix uh, a, part, a part of my wheelchair. And, um, you know, and then they do it on their schedule. They do it with their budget and, and the, they don't, they don't have the, the, the baggage claimers that's not their the baggage handlers, not their fault, but they don't have the proper training to deal with a power wheelchair or manual wheelchair or lightweight wheel, sport wheelchair. They don't know how to handle it. So they, they just basically um, lock it up on there and uh, toss it like, you know, yeah. it's like a, it's like, it's like luggage. They don't, they don't, they don't know how to handle it. So the, I think, I think with the proper training and the proper learning and the proper education, I think, and the, the accountability aspect from the from the the the, the, the business standpoint um, needs to be there. You know, there needs to be a little bit of accountability from the airlines when you take somebody's wheelchair and you toss it like a piece of luggage. It's not yeah. a piece of luggage. It's it's our, it's our uh, moving vehicle. It's our legs. It's our Hard, call it what you want. Um, it it helps us get around, and they need to be more educated and be more uh, from a from a business standpoint. The business needs to be more held liable and more accountability from that from that from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. You would think instead of having to pay for all these chair replacements and repairs, they could just try to maybe educate or or hire special you know like baggage handlers that are like for special baggage like that's only that does like disability products it does mobility aids and stuff um somebody that's been trained not to destroy them i feel like they could save right right totally instead of just replacing chairs totally totally and then from from what i've heard from the wheelchair companies and, and the wheelchair dealers is that sometimes these uh airline uh, repair groups call them and they, they try to pay them or pay their pay their wheelchair technicians uh the the the, the cheapest quote you know they're, they're not even paying them what the airline pays them to get the job done they're paying them the cheapest quote because it's cost effectiveness and they don't they just want to whether they get the job done uh to, to the person's needs or not they just want to get the job done and do it the cheapest way possible and it shouldn't be that way it's Right. We try to get a, if we're gonna break something, you want to make it right for the for the person that is using the the wheelchair user and the person that needs to get around during their trip. So I'm right there with you, totally. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Get, getting accessibility and stuff in all all these different aspects of life is is huge and would is very important. So I mean, I guess the best we can do is just keep pushing and it's going to take some time. I, I don't know that they're going to fully start giving us all these things we, we deserve, but um, like, as far as being able to get in and every, like, you know, travel without worry and all these things. But uh, 
maybe eventually we'll, we'll get there i think <laughs> well as long as we keep talking about it like you're talking All on right. your podcast and I, i'm talking on this podcast and as long as we keep moving the conversation forward and keep having um you know, people from all different walks of life come on our podcast and talk about, you know, how do we move the needle forward for people with disabilities uh, within society? That moves the conversation forward. That moves awareness forward by itself. And you're doing an amazing job on your podcast. And, and I'm going to tune in some more. And I'm I'm just so blessed and, and so proud of you and what you're doing. And such an honor to have you on a podcast today. And it really is an honor to meet you. And I when Brianna told me about you and I was so excited and so blessed, so honored to, to, to be able to connect with you. And um, it's such a blessing. And uh, I, tell me a little bit about your story and some of your struggles that you overcome. And if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about, you know, your journey. Yeah, of course, man. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, like I said, I had a spinal cord injury. Um, I broke my neck snowboarding when I was 21 years old, which is now... 17 and a half years ago. Um, so wow. I've been, it's, it's been a while now. I've been almost half of my life, definitely most of my adult life uh, or all of my adult life, really. Um, right, yeah, right. so I, I was, a, I was a, you know, one of those just like adrenaline junkie. I, I always wanted to go faster, go bigger, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. try to push my limits and stuff. And totally. One, one day I just pushed a little too far. Um, um, but yeah, right. so my quick story, my story was, uh, I was just here at a local mountain, mountain high, um, which is kind of a little bit of a, it's a, it's basically a board park. It's made for, you know, it's all ramps and stuff. It's all jumps and right, rails right, right. things. Um, and yeah, I just, I went there and did a, a jump. I shouldn't have done the first run of the day and, um, just lost control, landed literally directly on my neck, shattered my spinal cord and, uh, was just instantly, you know, paralyzed, couldn't get up. Um, so I, after that, you know, I spent a few weeks in ICU because I just had some just issues and stuff. And then, uh, three months in, in rehab, trying to get rehabbed and everything, um, and then, but even then when I went home, I, I couldn't even push my wheelchair. I couldn't transfer. I, I couldn't, I, I was just starting to be able to feed myself. Uh, so it was, it was a pretty long and hard journey. The first couple of years, right. Trying to rehab, trying to get all that little stuff back. Um, and then eventually I did, you know, it took me a couple of years. And after about two years, I actually built up the strength to where I could transfer myself so I could get in and out of That's my awesome. wheelchair. Um, and then after that, I was able to get driving because once I could, mm. once I could do that, I could, I could get a van, I could drive. So like, since then I've really gotten, you know, my life back. Uh, I started going back to school for a while, um, which okay. I, I didn't actually graduate. I was just going to a junior mm. college and taking some, some classes and in, in business and things. Um, right. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much. And then, um, for, for like, my, my next big step in my, I guess, recovery of life, I would say, was I actually got introduced to wheelchair rugby. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, awesome. I, I went to a spinal, a spinal cord injury support group at Northridge Hospital, which is where I did my rehab. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy there, you know, uh, from played rugby and kind of like talked about a little bit. And it sounded really crazy to me. I, I couldn't imagine myself pushing around a court and like, hitting other people and like competing. On, like, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I, totally, I went, yeah. 
you know, like you could at that point, it's hard to imagine. So right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided, all right, I'll check it out. You know, I'll go check it out. They had this little one day kind of exhibition tournament thing. And I went and watched it near my house. And I'll be honest, I was extremely intimidated. Um, but it mm. motivated me to go home and work out even more, try to build up my strength. And when I did eventually go out there, it opened up my whole my life to just this whole new world. Um, it was a community of people that so all the stuff that I hadn't figured out yet for myself independently, all those wow. people had, or like most of them had. Awesome. They had all more experience and they were all willing to help me and share and try to get me, you know, push me over that that next step, like to get to get my independence. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's great. Like, and that really was when I first really connected to a community like a spinal cord or a disability community. Right. Spinal cord. We actually have CP and, and MS players that play. Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we have it's all walks of life and and even amputees, triple quad amputees. Wow. Literally, as long as you have um, three to four limbs of impairment, then you can play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's impaired in those limbs, but yeah. Um, and that's just been a whole new thing for me. I've traveled the country with rugby, uh, you know, independently wow. traveled even, uh, I've done so many things because of that. And then, and that's honestly, honestly, one of the things that, uh, kind of motivated me a little bit with the live to roll mm. starting was because like, yeah, yeah. there was stuff I learned with the disabled sports community that right. I wasn't seeing and learning in the regular, com like disabled community. So I kind mm. of wanted to mash them together. <laughs> was my totally, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Bring elements of both into our world and help everybody on both sides, like the ones that don't play sports, the ones that do everything, you know, in between. So, um, you know, you know what I, you know what I just realized. You're telling me your story, is that you never lost the, even though you didn't let your injury stop your extreme side. Your never. extreme side has always been been inside of you and you continue that playing rugby you have been extreme since day one and that's beautiful what i mean by extreme you you're you're just from the from the word go you're go you're ready to go you know that's awesome you're you're fearless you know and and that you don't let any you don't let your injury stop you and 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 you're you didn't let your spinal cord injury say oh i'm afraid of that i'm not going to try that again you wanted to get active again and try something amazing like playing rugby being active and getting out there and just being just being competitive your competitive side never went away and that's amazing yeah no it's that that, that was one thing that uh i'm very grateful for the fact that i have kind of kept a drop my like my drive i guess and always had that because yeah uh, my new extreme sport pretty much is rugby like you said like that's just i found a new outlet basically once um and that's what i try to encourage everybody to do you know like some you just have to adapt you might not be able to do the same right. thing um or as everybody else the same thing as somebody you wanted like to but you can adapt and you can really find something that can like bring you passion and and like bring you right. happiness <laughs> right that's that's beautiful and and I think you you inspired so many to, especially you know, younger people that have just recently suffered a spinal cord injury. I think you're a very a big inspiration, a big motivation, a big um, a big mentor for them, because you're gonna show them like no matter what your injury is, your injury is not gonna stop your life. You're gonna keep on moving and keep on chasing those dreams and chasing doing what you love, and you're still doing what you love and what makes you happy. You've been extreme and you're staying extreme 
and and you live life that way. Never a dull moment, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Enjoy life. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your upbringing, your family, if you don't mind. If it's if if you don't feel like it, then that's okay. But no, that's tell me a little bit about. Yeah, no, it's no problem. And and my family honestly was a big part of my recovery in the beginning. A lot of help. Um, I got a a somewhat big family to spread. So I have I'm the only child from my two parents. But then I have my mom remarried and had another uh, son. So I have one brother on my mom's side. And okay, cool. Three brothers on my dad's side. So I have four brothers. Wow, that's awesome. So I got a, I got a lot. Yeah. Of um, and my brothers and I are all fairly close. Um, and they definitely, when I first was injured and in the hospital, they were there a lot, gave a lot of support. My family was uh, very supportive. Um, but yeah, I grew, so I grew up a uh, single mom uh, with my one brother, used to visit my dad's on week, my dad on the weekends or every other weekend. Um, and just all, I grew up actually skating and stuff and uh, was always in and playing hockey. So I was kind of always into sports and extreme like even the sports I played where you know hockey was a little bit of like a violent sport <laughs> um but uh I, yeah I just like I guess I just like had that needed that outlet I had a lot of energy uh as a kid I guess <laughs> um but yeah I, so I grew up um pretty happy good life honestly I don't have like I mean we didn't have a ton of money but I didn't struggle for a lot you know like I didn't I definitely wasn't like I didn't grow up in poverty or anything like that. So I was very fortunate, you know, like I tell people that like I, I, I've been fortunate through most of my life. And even, even with my injury, I consider myself fairly fortunate with, you know, like how things have played out and stuff like things could always have been worse, you know? So that's just one way I look at stuff. Um, but yeah, so growing up, I, I, uh, I was a pretty happy, positive kid um, and, and even young adult. Uh, I worked, I was working full-time at a countrywide home loans when, when I had my injury, uh, which I ended up just quitting. They, they offered to keep me on after, but, uh, that was one thing I wasn't really sure I wanted to do was go back to full-time work, <laughs> right? Not right away, especially. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my story, I guess. Uh, yeah, I grew up just a little skater kid and uh, loved music. I, I always grew up going to concerts and stuff. That was another, my other outlet on the weekends was uh, punk shows. <laughs> That's so awesome that you're into punk and uh, I'm going to be interviewing some uh, some of uh, uh, some metal bands pretty soon. So you might be interested in that. So that's oh, yeah, pretty I'll awesome. check that out, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. You know, I'm glad that you're into that, that type of music. I thought, what, what got you into that type of music? Was your, was your siblings? Was it like, um, what got you interested in like punk bands? Um, I'm trying to think the first, I'm trying to think of my first kind of interaction with it. Um, you know, honestly, I think it might've been from watching uh, early skate videos. So, you know, what's one thing that's funny. I didn't actually skateboard. When I say skate, I mean, rollerblade. So I used to be an aggressive skater, like, you know, like jumping on handrails into the skate park and like in the half pipe, but on my rollerblades. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually one small fact here. Live to Roll, I've actually used and we that was been my skate crew since I was 14, 15 years old. 
Um, no way. That's cool. Yeah, and that's what we call it. We were LTR, live to roll. And we were, you know, that was our little crew. That's what we called ourselves because we were rollerblading. We were rollers. That's what we called it was going out rolling. So what's really crazy is, yeah, I've been rolling my whole life, basically. Um, so live to roll was a, a something that we lived by well before my injury. Um, but yeah, so I used to rollerblade and do all that kind of stuff. Uh and, and that was also why with hockey. But anyways, yeah, I heard, um, actually, I heard the Misfits, Last Caress. That, that, I, I kind of have a distinct memory of this. Um, and that, it's like an old song from like 78, old school Misfits, punk, classic punk song. Um, and I thought the song was so cool in the video. I ended up going to Warehouse Music back in the day when... when yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I love Warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember those, man? Yeah, did you yeah, actually yeah. buy CDs and stuff? Um, oh, yeah, so I, I love warehouse. Tower Records. Yeah, Tower yeah. Records Warehouse. Tower yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, what was the I other one? It was another one where you could actually go listen to the music, like like anything you wanted. You could bring a CD up. I can't remember what it was called. Really? But, I, I don't remember that one. I can't think that's of awesome. that's it comes to me out. But I used to go there actually as a teenager too and go listen to stuff. Oh, that's and, awesome. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's that's what started me was listening. Like it was an escape video. And then once I kind of uh -huh. like learned about the Misfits, they were like, you know, like an original punk kind of early punk. I just sort of, you know, started finding all these other things. And um, yeah, just kind of slowly got into it that way. But right. my first concert was a social distortion concert. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 14. Wow. Was, wow. Oh, yeah. I had to I had to convince my mom uh, to take us. And one of my other friends' parents was sitting outside in the parking lot the whole, the whole time. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was cool. It was a good time. It was my first experience. <laughs> he, he's probably wondering in the parking lot, like, what did I get myself into? Like, Hurry the heck up. <laughs> yeah, so I actually yeah. remember after the concert, like a huge fight broke out. The cops. No were way. There, and I, I remember thinking, oh, this is crazy. This Maybe that's why my mom was worried. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, let's, I have a question. Um, if you can, if you can um, go back uh, when you first had your injury, what piece of advice? would you give yourself one piece of advice if Sean now can go back to talk to young Sean, what, 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 what is one piece of advice you would give yourself? Um, well, one main thing would be, so I, like I kind of said, when I, when I told my story, I kind of left out when I went home from rehab, my first like year out of the hospital, I really didn't do much. Like I, I pretty much just sat around. I didn't actually like work out and try. I went to some of the re like, you know, my, my outpatient rehabs, but that was mostly just to stretch me and different things. Uh, um, so yeah. one thing I would definitely tell myself is don't waste that year because looking back, like I could have been doing so much more, so much sooner. And maybe like, I just feel like I could have even, it just would have been even easier for me to transition at that. Like, right with my body and stuff. Um, cause I wasted well over a year. Uh, and that's one of the things I tell people now when I meet newer injuries, you know, like you, that it's good. You're going to want to have to fight that urge to, to like kind of get down at first and, and, uh, you know, not want to re not want to do rehab and not care. Um, but so that, and that was honestly one thing I wish, I just really wish I would have done in the beginning was just kind of like actually, 
because I, I was a little down and, and it was hard that first little bit. And it took me like going to that support group, meeting uh, my friend Mike and getting introduced to rugby and stuff that really kind of triggered my next level. But I went through that whole lull of just like sitting around just right. all day. I just, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, do nothing, sitting in my room by myself, binging movies and things. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah. really, that's, that's time. I wish I, I'll never get back. And I wish I could, you know, like that's just uh, <laughs> one of those things. Um, but that's just, right. yeah, that's just one of those uh, just wasted life, you know, a little bit. Of, <laughs> I want, I want that year back or <laughs> Um, it's it's all uh, you know, and you learn actually. You learn from that year, so that's true. Um, I did learn from that year, and then, uh, okay. So another piece of advice I would tell myself that it took me a little while to learn, and I tell people now is to respect your help, respect your right. care, your family, your nurses, because um, when right. you're when you're newly injured, it's easy to be frustrated and like mad at the world. Um, so fortunately for you, you know you were just the child figuring those things out and probably not too angry at your parents. Uh, <laughs> for me, well, I, you know, I was 21. Yeah. And I, I was a little angry at the, at the beginning of just like getting up my, like what I thought my life was stripped away. Um, right. I, did, I do feel like I unfairly took that out on people around me. Um, oh, really? Yeah. You know, and that, and then most every. They all understand, and I've since apologized to you know everybody and stuff like in my family. Right, right, totally. Um, but that's one other thing too. That's just uh, if I if I could tell myself to you know check my attitude in the beginning a little bit and to realize that people that everyone's there because they love me and they're trying to help me. Like, so don't be a dick. <laughs> I <don't>, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what, what? An, that's another one. Yeah, what what motivates you now? What motivates you every morning? What what gets you going every morning? What what motivates that? What motivates you? Huh. Oh, that's a tough one, I guess. Uh, I mean, um, honestly, at this point, I think I just enjoy life now. You know, like I'm, I I'm happy with my life. I enjoy what I do in the day. Like I've really grown to uh, love this. Like doing what I'm doing with the disability community um i i i have really like i'm actually happy now i'm starting to get back out with the triumph foundation we're able to start you know meeting new injuries i actually even just got a call from a rehab locally here there's a quadriplegic girl that's injured right now um that oh, really I'm visit so and like honestly i love doing stuff like that like it's just it really uh yeah you're there for her yeah yeah that's great you know so like i it just that's one of the things that motivates me is to be able to if i can help and motivate somebody else that kind of gives me my own self-satisfaction and motivation i think a little bit so wow. yeah um, it's a i don't know if that's a selfish way for helping people or not because it does make me feel no no people, no you know but uh, oh yeah totally yeah i mean i mean that that that's your purpose and that that's what you know um that's what god and and, and the universe has told you to do and that's what yeah. you're doing so that's what i do feel like yeah. this is my calling kind of uh I, I i yeah i do feel like it is a little bit of my calling like and i i feel like if i wasn't right. doing this i would be and the years i wasn't as as involved i feel like those were a little bit wasted too you know it's not like i wasn't living a good life having fun doing my own thing but uh and even when i was playing rugby for a lot of those years 
I wasn't helping the community as like I, like I am now and stuff. Um, but it, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things that like uh, I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. You know, you're you're out there helping others, guiding others to to to, to help them with their injuries, to help them with their speed bumps, help them with their you know, you know, you know their struggles, and that's awesome. And yeah, and. and yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's. I was gonna say it's great when I see somebody that I helped maybe a year or two ago. Like I, I'll run into somebody I haven't actually seen in a couple of years that, like you know, that I talked to, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, and we talked and whatever. And I like you know, like I remember talking to him and helping him. But for them, it was something that triggered something for them and motivated. Right. And like the next time I see them, they're doing way better and stuff. And for me, I love to see that. I'm like. I, I'm oh, so totally. That's amazing. Proud of people, you know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That, 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 that's what motivates you in the morning. That's that's what Sean is. You want to make the world a better place. You want to you want to be there for people. You want to help them with their struggles and and help them with their injuries and show them that their injuries that don't their injuries don't define them. Their 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 legacies are in the, and their destinies are yet to be written. If I could steal a line from back to the future your destiny is whatever you make it so make exactly. it a good one um, yeah 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 so um uh, talk about a little bit about so you big believer in uh the universe and or in faith where, where do you go where do you lie and and what, what gives you that that universal strength are you so, a big believer in both yeah so i am not a very religious person um i just haven't really i just haven't been uh that heavily involved with god and in religion right right um but i do feel that it's like religion's great it it i and i do believe in all the moral and the values and stuff uh, of religion and i am very much a but i am very much a believer in the universe in karma right um i have like i guess i'm very much of like almost i guess hippie-ish views like i sleep on the yeah, yeah, yeah. a grounding sheet which is a <laughs> awesome. thing they call it which is like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what it is where it's like plugged into like the ground of your house which actually oh, no way connects, so it connects you to the earth it's supposed to be giving you the energy that like as if you were walking in your bare feet in the dirt like it's like a natural energy the earth gives off um so I'm a very much of like I'm weird with that. Like I believe in Mother Earth, like like and like <laughs> the universe and that's awesome. Like, so you know, like so and and I and the one thing I do very much like I said with religion, the one thing that I agree with and everything mm -hmm. is the moral side of it. You know, like I like right. just trying to live to be a good person. You know. Um, and right. that's to me that's just the karma side of it for me so like i just you know if i if i put good into the world i am hoping i can get good back you know it's just you put it right <laughs> um it's kind of that that's sort of my philosophy like put in put in what you want to get out so you know <laughs> like treat treat people yeah, with that's kindness that's awesome man. Yeah. so right totally yeah um but treat was, people how you want to be treated right Exactly. And that, that was the way I was growing up. Uh, my grandfather um, actually passed away when I was quite young, but he taught me one of the, that was oh. one of his early lessons. I remember learning from him was to treat people. If, if you want to be shown respect, 
then you have to show people respect. Right, right. If you want people to be nice oh, to totally. you, you have to be nice to people. So like, and that was, right. uh, that's always stuck with me through my whole life. Uh, just, you know, like uh, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, you know, like that, that whole thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Kindness, yeah, like, um, and it's not to say I, like I said, like my first year or whatever, I was angry. I didn't have all that good right. kindness and stuff. Uh, yeah. So, but luckily, that's, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. And, and luckily, I think I put enough goodness into my karma bank before that to where it didn't hurt me too bad when I was, you know, uh, <laughs> like going through that and kind of more negative and not my normal self, uh, you know, I, I, I had banked enough deposits in the, for good karma. <laughs> and good, good awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, but yeah, what that's, you, my, what, that's my view. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, where do you see yourself, um, 10 years from now, the ideal situation, the ideal vision, the ideal vision for Sean's future. All right, man. Uh, so this one, <laughs> um, so one thing I'm, I would really like to continue to build Live to Roll. And I actually want to build it out into even more of a disability media outlet is a little bit like, I don't want to be the only one. Like I want to have shows like yours and other shows like be producing multiple podcasts from beautiful, you know, people, yeah. people with different disabilities and stuff. So I would like to right. eventually open, like get myself an actual um, I love that. warehouse studio space that I could have people come. Um, right. And honestly, right. I would even like to have it to where it's like a sports complex. So where we could get people there working out, have playing, you know, different things. Um, so that's my vision for, for the live to roll future and, my, and what I'm hoping my future will be is just right. growth and, uh, and basically being able to do a lot more with this community. Uh, right. But also make it something that supports me as well. So I'm trying to support the community so that I can, you know, like. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You got, you got, you got to, you got to make a living. You got to survive. You got to, you know, I get, I get, I get you. Right. But that's the thing is if I can help others do that as well, that would be great for me as too. Like, I'm not trying to be uh, the selfish. I want all the money. Yeah. You're not trying to be greedy. Yeah. 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 I I want to help us all out. Like if I can give us all shows and get everybody on a payroll and get everybody. I love that. You know, like. You you have have a beautiful heart. You have a beautiful heart. Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate that. Your, Your intentions are pure and I'm so happy and blessed. Your heart is pure and your intentions are pure and the person that, you know, you want to help others grow their own, uh, you you really want to help others be heard. And that's amazing. So, um, and help be, help each other with the, you want to help, uh, help others with their future. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so, so how do you translate the extreme physical side, the rugby side to the mental aspect of sean how do you have that killer instinct translated to the mental aspect from the standpoint of getting things done working on your goals um just getting to that level of nothing's gonna stop my future and 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 i'm gonna reach my goals and reach my destination how do you translate that extreme side from the physical to the mental 
that you know that actually has been harder for me as I'm getting older and stuff and, and trying to be trying to do that to transition it more you know show, switch my focus um on this kind of stuff instead of just my physical you know working out and getting stronger and independent and stuff um right you're trying to focus it more on yeah my the mental part and trying to grow this stuff and 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 everything like that uh honestly that's a um it's just been a lot of work to just to really shift my focus um and honestly i still need that extreme like i still get in my rugby chair and push um and and stuff like that like i need to i i do enjoy working out and that's an outlet for me mentally i feel like when i'm not working out i get more stressed and then it's harder for me to focus on other stuff in life as well so it's all sort right, of like yeah. goes together you know like everything um I, I got i push myself extremely physically which allows me which De, like allows my body and mind to decompress which allows me to push my m mind more extremely i feel like <laughs> if that makes sense but for for me um that's a big part of it like i, I have trouble when i'm overly stressed and worried about right. things um i start to like get like things become harder than they should be you know in my head i'm like right it shouldn't be this hard like um and that's i think what you're talking about oh, yeah. and i'm trying and i'm trying to work on that still so that i can get more of my like that focus and and keep myself kind of always focused and right and moving forward but it's hard it, it's uh it's it's hard sometimes especially this last year oh totally and, yeah you know uh, not as many outlets and stuff um, right but uh right yeah. I, I think I think you know to kind of remind yourself that you're helping so many people and your intentions of your and what you got going on and the journey that you're on that you're you're doing it for all the right reasons and to remind yourself that 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 nobody's gonna stop that extreme side whether it's mental or physical it's all it's all encompassed in one and that's Sean encompass in one there there's no distinction between the mental and the physical that sean is an unstoppable warrior that um is just gonna unleash his beauty his um help helpfulness for so many people onto the world and you're gonna help so many people and uplift so many people to a new level and your dreams and your goals and the studio and the, the sports complex is all encompassed into one and you're extreme no matter what and that's what makes you such a beautiful human being and you're unstoppable so maybe if you can remind yourself and uh, especially on the tough the harder days of that i think that would be amazing that's a suggestion <laughs> yeah no that's a good that's a good suggestion man uh, most definitely uh <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 and I am working on it. Like I said, like it's, we're all humans, you know, and I feel like we're not perfect. Oh, yeah, totally. We all got to work on things. Oh, yeah, totally. So that's one of the yeah. things <laughs> I'm still working yeah. on a little bit. But but I, I am Oh, totally, on. yeah. Yeah, and easier said than done. Go ahead. Easier said than done. I yeah, get yeah. it. But I, this, I guess that's what I see in you. And I know I haven't, this is the first time meeting you, but I, I think I think I see your vision. I see your heart, and I see like what you're trying to do for others, and that's amazing. And that's what I see in you. So. Yeah, nice. Thank you. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. It's great. Uh, 
you know, that's what I, I'm really, uh, it's good to be able to do stuff like this and kind of get, you know, cause we hadn't really communicated or, or talked before, but we were both doing similar things for the same community. So it's like, <laughs> it's great. It's great to be able to connect on it and, right. uh, and work together. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, put our, put our, put our goals, put our goals together and just, uh, yeah. I mean, cause we all, we have the same goal. So, you know, we're basically, yeah. you know, we're, we're all trying to help this, this same, these same group of people. And, um, yeah. So I, I think it's great, man. I think it's great what you're doing. This podcast is thank awesome. You. And, um, yeah, I'm and glad, glad to be a part of it. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate your support, your kindness and your genuine words. And they mean the world to me and they really do. It. Uh, I, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Who have you had, who have you had on your podcast? What, what is uh, like, what, what, what is the most exciting thing that you take it away from every interview, no matter who it is. Um, what, what, like, after you're done with the interview, you're like, wow, that, that was amazing. What, um, what, what, what gives you that feeling after you're done with, with, with your podcast and, and every day that you do it two days, I think it's like two or three days a week, right? Well, no, we're doing, I do one a week on Tuesdays, just the regular, and then we do every other week uh, the women show Brianna hosts. Okay. Um, so okay. right now, yeah. So right now we're doing like six or depending on how many weeks there are in the the, the month. But um, yeah, so we're doing at least one a week and sometimes two. Um, and what? And where can somebody find your show? And um, um, you yeah. can find it just on YouTube at uh, YouTube.com/slash Live to Roll or our website LiveToRoll.org. And that has links to the videos and different things, um, which I'm still currently working on right now and upgrading. Uh, so, right. Um, but yeah, that, so those are ways people can find. And we are actually working on, see, my, my problem is with our lives is sometimes, you know, we have internet slowdown. So people uh, right, right. loses and then some audio issues and stuff. Cause I've wanted to upload as a podcast as well, just to, you know, share with more people to get it to, you know, the more people that might need it. Um, but right. I don't have, we don't have, um, some of the ones aren't as good of audio. So I just, especially the earlier shows, if you guys do go back and watch any, um, I apologize if there was any issues with anything. We just, sometimes people are quiet. Sometimes, you know, it's hard, little static or anything. Um, yeah, that, that's just been the hard part for for that stuff. But anyways, I do want to be on podcasts like you are as well. Uh, soon mm -hmm. <laughs> so in well, the future, you know, I, the... It, when you're ready for that i have some good audio guys that fairly um not expensive at all um let me know um and i can help you with that and we'll get the ball rolling for you right on cool cool if you're um, down for that i'm not 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 whenever you're ready i'm not trying to yeah no that sounds awesome yeah um yeah, yeah. No, that's great but they're very very inexpensive and they do good work and um yeah yeah. So. Yeah. No. I'll let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll contact you on that for sure. Uh, right. So I'll probably start working on that again pretty soon. Here. Um, another little note. I don't know if you want to leave this in there or not, but uh, one other place you'll be able to find Live to Roll Southern locally for Southern California is we will be at the LA Abilities Expo in uh, October for Halloween weekend. Um, oh, it's it's in October. Yeah. Well, because okay. uh, they're you know it's usually in uh, February. 
but obviously this February was not going to be a good one. It didn't really work out. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, how, how, but, do you know how to, do you know how to set up a table there? Or like, I'll, I'll reach out to the ability people, but that, um, ability to export people, but, um, do you, do you know how to like get it? Are you going to get a table there or are you going to, what are you going to yeah. do? So I'll have a table there. I actually have taught, yeah, I had I actually got one in 2020. So right before the pandemic started, I did a booth there, um, which was really cool, but that was still like in the early phases kind of, of stuff. Um, now, you know, I have my whole team. We got Brianna and Tom and Bobby, which are two other uh, quads I have that are my kind of co-hosts. Um, and uh, we just have a lot more going on. So we're going to do some lives from the show to try to just, you know, showcase the expo and stuff and, and then just meet the fans and meet people and just for people to come out and hang out and, right. Uh, you know, just to, yeah, that'd be awesome. If you get after, after the show, or if you can message me on who to contact to, to get my own booth, that'd be amazing. Or, or if you can give me the right the direction or the right lead or, you know, any, anything, any information that you can give me, that'd be amazing. So. Yeah, no, definitely. For sure. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll do, yeah. I'll do that for sure. So yeah. Yeah. That means a lot. And um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you say people, so if people are local, uh, yeah, if you guys want to come out and meet us, that's that'd be great too. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, totally. Ahead, um, where where are you located? By the way, are you in LA or? Yeah, yeah I'm outside of LA, out in uh, uh, actually like Rancho Cucamonga, out here. Uh, okay. With with Craig and Day Day from Friday. From <laughs> Friday. <laughs> I love that. I love Friday. I love Friday. One of my favorite movies, uh, 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 the whole Friday series is one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, or not the first one. The, 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 the first one's the best, well, but that that one wasn't in Ranch Cucamonga. The second one was when he goes out. Oh yeah, 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 you totally yeah. <laughs> I, I was I thought you were about to say you didn't like the first one. I was about no, to no, I love the first. One. I was no, about no, to no, cut no. the podcast up short yeah. on you. I'm sorry, man. I was going to leave you like we we lost some sound there. What I don't know what happened there. <laughs> John, no, no, that's a great it. movie. I, I was just saying. That's I, was, <laughs> I was about to end the podcast immediately, like New York style. Like if the show's over, I don't know what <laughs> he needs to get. His, I don't know. He needs to go look at his movie list. But um, but um, but um, I'm glad. I'm glad you like the, the first one's a classic. So yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. I was just saying the first one wasn't. They weren't in Rancho, but uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, your what's your favorite movie of all time uh, is back to the future up there dude rank up that's there for you? crazy back to the future is like uh, that's one of my favorite movie franchises that's that's honestly like i've always like if back to the future is on i watch it like pretty much any oh, yeah, me too, three, me too. Any of i watch it movies. when i'm bored i watch it when i'm bored and uh, I, I really don't get bored but when i when i'm at home i got uh, nothing to do and uh I just put put it on the background. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't. Yeah, that's one of yeah. the ones that I, I can put it on. I can have it all the time. Like I know some. Like I just grew up on those movies. Um, but I would say my favorite movie. I think what I've always kind of said my favorite movie was for like a while now, is Snatch by Guy Ritchie. I really have always liked that movie. I like Guy Ritchie's style. I like his movie making style. Um, yeah, I'm I gotta check it out. Yeah, I'm a fan of him and Quentin Tarantino a lot. So like a lot, a lot of Tarantino. Oh yeah, I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. So you, I think you'll honestly, I don't know if you haven't seen it before. Like he, he's made um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, that's an old one. That's like a, one of his. First, like, but it's a good old. Like he makes some really good movies. Look him up, Guy Ritchie. 
Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, don't he's a really good movies. He's a great movie maker. Um, but yeah, so that that would. But I have I love movies. Um, I love a lot of classic comedy movies. Uh, Friday is awesome. I mean, uh, I definitely that is up there. But uh, um, I, I'm yeah, I like a lot of stuff. I, I enjoy I enjoy television and and movies. I just for everybody out there, try not. I, I try not to watch you know, all day, every day type of stuff. Like I'm not a binger. <laughs> yeah. I do like a couple yeah, hours at night before I go to bed, you know, like I got, there's like nothing wrong with that. Of... Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Well, well, we got to do it. We got to do it. I got to come on your podcast. We got to talk about movies. Totally. For sure. That would be fun, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we'll, that, we'll get you on there for sure. We'll get a good subject and some, and some stuff going on and uh, we'll get you on. Oh, that means a lot. Sure. That means a lot. I'm going to, and what side teacher do you wear? I'm, when I get my t-shirts pretty soon in the next few days, I'll send you a t-shirt. What size do you wear? Uh, I wear a medium. So okay, gotta... cool. I'll send you a medium. I'll send you a medium shirt, and then uh, if, if if you know that'd be awesome. I, I would love to have you in the Ability Beach up gear. <laughs> yeah, where where are you located? Are you in LA area too, or I'm in Orange County. I'm in Irvine. Oh, you're in Orange <laughs> County. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're, close, you're pretty close for sure. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, when yeah, I, when I, I, when I take the train, yeah, when I take the train down there, I'll come and meet you for lunch sometime. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to meet up for sure. One of these times. And I was going to say, uh, I got some, I still have some of my shirts and I'm going to be putting in an order soon too, for some, so I'll trade you. We'll, I'll get you a shirt too. We'll, we'll swap them. Oh yeah. 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 If you, if you need uh, me to put on my website and, and help you with this, with promoting your shirts or whatever you need, uh, or, or I, you know, vice versa. You know, you can help me. Um, we can, we can talk about that later. That'd be awesome. I think cross promotion is a good thing. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So, do you do you, do you? Is there any books in the in the in the making here? Are you gonna write a book one day, or you have the desire to write a book, or it's, what's going on there? That has crossed my mind. I've thought about it a few times. Um, thought about doing kind of like a either just an autobiography type of thing, but I don't know if my story is that, you know, um, like meeting some of the people I've met on my show, they have some really like, right. Really like crazy stories and things. Um, but one of the things I thought about is, so I have done quite a bit, especially through my twenties when I, when I, cause I got hurt right after turning 21. Um, and then kind of like, figured out independence by 23, 24. So from my 24 to 30, <laughs> I went to, I, I, I partied a lot. I went to a lot of bars. I traveled for rugby by myself. Um, I, you know, like would hire caregivers off of Craigslist yeah, in, I, in travel cities wow. where I was going, you know, like I would like That's wherever cool. I was wow. traveling to, um, you know, I ended That's up cool. dating some of the, some of them. <laughs> so like, so like sorry, my I, I was, sorry, my language. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I was thinking that might be an interesting book. Just all my like quad adventures. Cause you would not think a quadriplegic has gone out and had very many like crazy adventures and stuff. But, uh, you know, during my 20s and my wilder days, I, I got into, I, I'm very lucky and fortunate that I didn't get into more trouble, but, you know, I got myself into a little trouble, I guess, <laughs> and uh, just had some fun doing it, I guess, but. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with fun. <laughs> so, so maybe yeah. I write a book about that kind of stuff. We'll see. Oh, yeah, you got to. You got to now. You, you, you. 
you got the audience interested now in 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 your um uh, wonderful uh, uh craigslist um <laughs> escapades escapades there um, <laughs> but um t- talk a little bit about you brought up an interesting thing talk a little bit about relationships and people with disabilities and how we can change the perception with certain able-bodied people to um really not look at our disabilities to look at our abilities and I don't I don't really think it's them. Sometimes I think it's their friends that talk them out of dating a person with disabilities. Um, how do we change that perception? Well, like you just said right now, it's like you, a lot of times maybe they're friends and stuff. And it might not even be their friends directly pressuring them, but it might be the thought in their head of, oh, what are my friends and family going to think? So it's like right. the stigma that's in society. And I think that's that's where it has to start is somehow you know, breaking that down a little bit that, which I think it's, um, I feel like there's more, a little bit more representation on like TV and movies and stuff with people in chairs. And, but even then a lot of the stories are, uh, I don't know, they're not real, <laughs> realistic or real life. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I feel like the, yeah, the, we're go- just really, we're going to have to communicate more and just try to get somehow get the information out there more um just that like and just get but honestly i don't know how to get rid of that real like that just that uh that stigma i guess it is that people have just they think of oh like the thought of dating somebody with a disability or a chair i think just in their head like they don't want to be judged they don't want people to look at them when they go out like right like stuff like that you know um right I, I honestly wish I had better advice for the world of how to fix that. Um, my advice mm. really, and for what, what I would say for like guys out there, I guess girls, any, anybody out there with a disability, my, the way I've done pretty like, well, I guess in the dating world is just kind of being like, I go into places with a smile, you know, I make eye contact with people. I, you know, say hi. I, you know, like, Oh yeah. You know, you're yourself. Yeah, I'm basically yourself. I'm my, myself. Yeah. I'm I'm putting yeah, myself yourself. out like out oh, there totally. so accessible. Like people, like if you want, oh, like yeah, if I say time. hi to you and I'm eye contact with you, oh it's yeah, easy enough to strike up a conversation. It's easy enough to whatever, like see the person, yeah, yeah, yeah. differently yeah. at that point. Um, and oh, totally, what, I agree with you. Yeah, you know, it's like and I think a lot of us, especially like you know, when you're not used to going out as much um, in a wheelchair and stuff you feel like, oh, everybody's looking at me and people don't look like, they, you think they're looking at you differently. And then so when you go into places, you kind of have that fear. And like, I feel like it's almost sensed by people like, like, cause you're off puttish and you're not making eye contact and you're not, you know, like, so just doing those little things can really open up um, the possibilities of talking to somebody, meeting somebody. And then once you get into a conversation with somebody, a lot of times, you know, I've had people tell me like, oh, I forgot you were in a chair for a second. Like, because like we were talking, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, totally. you know, you're making yeah. eye contact, it's face to face. And like, they don't, it's almost like, oh, like they, it goes out of their brain for long enough time to where maybe they, that, that attraction or whatever it is can set in quick enough. <laughs> and then that's how, you know, I feel like that's the way I've been able to, to have success. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm right there with you. And I'm like, you know, but but I think you know 
I think, you know, even if you build a friendship, you get, you know, I think sometimes they, 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 you know, when they take the extra step to date you, I think they're like, I, I don't think they see the wheelchair. I think the people around them see the wheelchair and that's what, you know, causes them to hesitate and not, well, I mean, this is what I've dealt with in the past, you know, and I've always shined above that, but I've always dealt with like, okay, you know, <laughs> their friends are, you know, immature, or, you know, or, you know, have a certain perception or want to, they want to Instagram looking like a server dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> with, with like, you know, you know, they, they want a certain ideal, they have a certain ideal boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever's out there. Uh, they have a person out there that are with a certain type of look they want. That's what, that's what the person they want. They already have the person in their heads, what that person looks like, what that person, how that person acts, and they want to. They want to basically. Sometimes they want an Instagram photo with that person, and sometimes you don't feel fit the bill for that five seconds of. of I'm gonna take a story with this person, and it's a, you know life has become one big photo op now with yeah. everybody with social media now. So you know, it's become another level of 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 like shallowness, shallowness and misunderstanding, and not knowing a person at a deeper level and what they're about. That is very true. You're hundred percent right. And one thing I'll say even more about that is girls, you know, they, they, they want, they have Instagram filters. So some are different filters. Like the way they look in those yeah, pictures. Yeah, exactly. There, there's no filter for us to filter out the wheelchair. We, we don't got yeah. the no wheelchair filter. <laughs> so we're going to look like that. Right. That's why Tinder, Tinder never works for me. Yeah, no, dating apps is hard, man. And so, like, that's what's funny. Oh, yeah. So, with me on my when I've done dating apps, I'll have just a face pick at first, my first pick, and then the second oh, yeah. pick is me in a wheelchair. So you have to actually swipe oh, yeah. over to see it. You have to click on my thing to look, and it says clearly. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it says clearly, like I am a quadriplegic. I explain. Right, but right. If, yeah. they're sh- if they're a shallow girl, they're just gonna swipe. Oh, he looks handsome. Whatever, he's cute enough, and just give me yeah. a swipe without ever noticing I'm in a wheelchair. So as soon as I go to right, contact right. them, they notice I'm in right. a wheelchair and they're like, oh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, same, same thing for me. And it's like, you know, for me, I'm really quick to think about the wheelchair. I, it's a, you know, I, I, was, I was having a podcast last night with someone else and I was telling them the wheelchair is a part of me. I, I never negated it. I'm not ashamed of it. it it's, it's a part of my, me and my journey. It's, it's a part of me. I love it. And, uh, and I, I love who I am and I love every moment of this life i love i give myself a kiss on the hand every day and i i, I tell them you know i have a self-love and i and the chair is a part of me i don't negate it so if, they, if they're gonna feel that way they can go kick rocks so i, I really don't i don't want to be with them anyway so that's the way i see it yeah and that's that is a good way to look at it man because honestly like if somebody is too shallow or whatever they don't even like they're probably not worth like trying to date anyways, you know, like, um, Oh yeah. They, they, they don't love themselves. They don't love themselves. They don't know who they are. You know, they got to find yeah. who they are. And exactly. Because they don't is, know. They're, that's, mm. Yep. You're a hundred percent right, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they, they don't, they don't know who they are. And, and, um, another thing, um, quick question to you and nothing, uh, uh, you know, I love the rollouts and I'm all for them, but, um, how, you know, 
they're they're very hard to get a hold of. <laughs> so if you if you know how to get a hold, I know Brianna knows some of them, but they're very hard to get a hold of. If you know any of them, if you can give me any leads, because I would like to hear their story. I don't really care, you know, what they do. And and, and if you if you know any leads to them, that'd be amazing. So if um if you can help me with that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I just mainly know. Um, so Brianna is you know, part of it kind of, but not a, like official. And then Maya, who's actually, she's one of the girls that's on our, she's on the women's show once a month because Brianna does w- one of her shows. She does the same three girls every, every time and then different topics. And then the other show, she gets new girls with a, so another topic, like a more specific specialty kind of topic. Um, but right. one of our, so one of our regular girls, Maya, um, she actually is also a rollette and she, or she's a junior rollette. Um, right now and then matt leaf who's another quad uh, right um she actually was on my show once she came on for an advocacy show um and oh, I that's know great her. yeah so she she so she's like the the closest roulette or like the highest up roulette that i i personally know um i don't really personally know chelsea or uh, any of the other like top uh, yeah, i mean for me i just want to hear their you know what they you know i just want to hear from one of them what they do in their journey and, and i'm just very interested in in in, in the aspect of uh, how much positivity they bring to to, to the disabled community to bring a hope to young, young people learning teaching them how to dance i think that's amazing and i, I just want to you know get, so get the their role, perspective from. the roulettes is actually kind of the business model i'm trying to follow with live to roll because I don't know if you knew this. Really, the Rolettes are not a five hundred one c. They're not a nonprofit. They're just a business. Right. They're, they're a corporation, um, but they do a ton of help and they benefit the community in so many ways. You know, they help out the right. disability community totally, completely. So they're sort of who I'm trying to model my my business model off of um, to be just an extremely beneficial, helpful business in the community. <laughs> um, well, that's that's beautiful and. And I love what they're about. I love what you're about. And and I I just want to you know just you know um just just learn about. I I think the show is about like I said pushing the needle forward. And but we got to learn about each other's struggles. How do we help each other and and be there for each other genuinely? And that's there's not a not one genuine bone in that that's not in my body. You know, that I'm here like to to really like push the needle forward and really learn about people's struggles and be there for them. And, I, I think 90% of the, the people that I've interviewed, we've developed a better friendship through, whether if I knew them before or not, um, now we've, if I knew them before, we've, we're even better friends now. And if I didn't know them, we're, 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 we're becoming pretty tight friends. And I don't know, that's, because for me, it's just a conversation of really getting to know a person, getting to know their journey, getting to know their struggles and getting to know their struggles that they overcame. And their perseverance and their strength, so and their ability to that ability beast with inside of them. Nice, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I will be in touch, and, uh, and thank you so much for having my back. And it's been an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to get on your show. Hopefully, we can plan it soon. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart, and I'm there for you, and I, I appreciate you being there for me, and. It means the world to me. 
Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so man. much. It's been a great conversation and we'll get you, I'll, I'll be in contact soon. We'll get you on. We'll, we'll talk on my show too. <laughs> Wonderful. Ability Beats Talk. Sean, thank you so much. That's how we roll. Ability Beats Talk. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Ability Beats Talk. Please remember to subscribe and follow the podcast, looking out for future episodes and amazing content as we change the world by powering through our struggles with positive affirmation. Ability Beats Talk is available on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. As always, Ability Beast Talk is powered by Ability on the Move, a nonprofit organization in Orange County, California, helping the disabled community with grants and scholarships. Please visit abilityonthemove.org to learn more about the Ability on the Move and who we are helping. Thank you for listening to Ability Beast Talk.